The information contained on the Real Health Podcast and the resources mentioned are for educational purposes only. They are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical or health advice. The information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Information provided by hosts and guests on the Real Health Podcast or the use of any products or services mentioned does not create a practitioner-patient relationship between you and any persons affiliated with this podcast. This is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. Well, hello, everyone. It's Dr. Ron Huntinghockey, and uh, it's our good fortune today to be back with Dr. V, Dr. Veronique Desolniers. And I, I, I'm sorry for my poor French. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> okay. But uh, Dr. V is here today, and uh, we've done a previous episode on the seven essentials that she uh, outlines in her wonderful book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally. I asked her, though, to maybe take this to a little bit more personal level and maybe uh, for the sake of our audience to tell them how the seven essentials manifested in her own cancer journey. So is that a reasonable way to start this? That's a great way. A lot of people ask me, why cancer? I mean, you're a chiropractor by profession. How did you end up you know, being the breast cancer conqueror? So if we go back all the way to 2004, um, actually I take it back to 1983, mm. where I'd just been in practice and my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And of course, we know how that goes, right? Nothing they can do, you'll be dead in six weeks. And he bought that and he was dead in six weeks. But with my training and my background, I knew in my heart that there was something that could have been done if nothing else to perhaps extend his life or a better quality of life. And I, you know, no internet back then. So I just did a lot of research, went to the library. I called a few clinics, you know, cancer clinics that were few and far between back then and realized that there were things that people were doing to reverse cancer. So I took that fire in my soul and started applying these principles in my practice and Saw amazing results with patients from, you know, from MS to cancer to rheumatoid arthritis to children's diseases. I mean, you name it. You know, if they applied the principles and did the work, they were getting better. And so 23 years into my practice, I'm getting ready for work. I was, you know, a busy, busy mom, busy practice and was in the shower. I was doing a breast exam because my mom had had breast cancer. And um, sure enough, you know, felt a lump. I had to go back several times. It's like, what am I feeling? Is this really something? And it was, you know, that moment that changed my life professionally and personally forever. And so there I was, you know, the wellness warrior, Dr. V, treating thousands of patients. And yet here I'm facing breast cancer. So that was a real humbling moment, you know, kind of a slap in the face. And uh, so I just realized, okay, well, I know I'm not going to do conventional treatments. So what's my plan of action? 
And that's when I, I had those moments like anybody else, you know, dabbling here, dabbling there, doing this, doing that. That was all over the place. And I kept asking myself, okay, what allowed the cancer to show up in my life? What, what am I missing here? And that's when I feel like, I mean, I still remember like it was yesterday. I just took out a pad and a pen and I said, okay, what are the steps here? What do I need to cover to make sure I get well? And that's how they showed up, the seven essentials. And then I just started, you know, working on each of those and it gave me an opportunity to check those off to make sure that I was covering all the bases. Yeah, one of the things that I talk about with our patients is I ask them the question, do you have this disease or does it have you? And I think what I just heard you say is you took a step where you were bigger than the disease. You knew that you had to get a game plan on and it was just in a moment of solidarity within yourself to sit down and write that out, but then you're no longer at the mercy of the disease now you are taking charge of the step-by-step -step process that can help you overcome it. And you did. Totally, totally. Uh, you know, I knew cancer was just a symptom, just like any disease that shows up in our body. It's just a symptom. We need to get to the root cause of what allows that disease to show up or to manifest in our body. And, you know, for me, it was a big wake-up call. And it took me two years to you know, to heal. And, you know, it was a lot of work, a lot of tears, you know, no different than any other woman. But, you know, I, I got to the point where I, you know, I was no longer actively cancering. And so learned a lot in that journey and decided, you know, after being in chiropractic for 30 years that I would go into a new chapter and so sold my practice and then started asking myself, you know, what's next? And several of my friends kept saying, you need to share your story with breast cancer. You can help other women. And, and they're, okay, well, I'll just throw up a website and see what happens. And sure enough, women came flocking. <laughs> I just was not prepared for that. I had no idea that there was such a need for that. And so in my third year, being known as the breast cancer conqueror, um, I was burnt out. I was tired. I was frustrated. I didn't feel good. I wasn't sleeping well. My hormones were off and I knew something was off in my body. And sure enough, um, cancer showed up again. I created the perfect storm for breast cancer to show up. And, um, I have to say that the second time was much more difficult for me because I was the face of breast cancer conqueror. I'm teaching women how to heal cancer and here I am. I have breast cancer again. So that, that was more difficult, more humbling, but it was a, a big wake up call. And it was a, an indication that I had to get really, really serious with, with my health once again and my life. Obviously I had to do things differently. So a lot of women have told me they when they get cancer, they feel like they've failed. And there's a, there's a moment of, can I really overcome this? And so did you look in the mirror? Did, was this a spiritual shift that you made? Was it relate where did you get uh, relational, emotional support? 
What was it that helped you to jump that chasm of doubt? Well, definitely I felt betrayed by my body, but I had to really, as you mentioned, look in the mirror and say, okay, look at your life and, excuse me, how you've lived your life thus far has given you these results. So if you want different results, you have to do things differently. And so I looked at all the different aspects of my life. And the big one for me was essential number four, healing the emotional wounds. You know, I thought I had done a lot of healing. I had alcoholic parents. I was sexually abused as a child by convicted pedophile. And, you know, I thought I had all that taken care of. It was, car, car, you know, com compartmentalized in a little box over there. But then when I really became brutally honest with myself, I had to see and admit, okay, there's still some remnants of that that need healing. And I'll never forget this. I was, I was just finishing up a coffee enema and I was just sobbing, just crying. I felt like I was detoxing, not just physically, but emotionally. And I heard a voice with, inside of me and said, stop being so hard on yourself. My whole life, it was a nose to the grindstone, right? Unless I'm producing, unless I'm, you know, successful or working, my, my self-worth and my value is nothing. So I was always push, 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 perfectionist to the core. And when I became easier on myself and learned to connect with that little girl and love her and nurture her and do the same thing for the adult girl, um, things got a lot easier and I, and I vowed that I would never ever allow, you know, my work, my stress to, to rule my life. And, and, you know, I got so absorbed. I wanted to help these women that I was working from sun up to sundown and so committed to them, but I didn't set proper boundaries and it affected my health. So I, reorganized my work schedule i trained coaches so they could do the coaching and i took some time off um, to really heal and it took me three years to heal um, it was a slow process but i was determined and and it was difficult because nobody knew except for a few close friends in my immediate family and um, i just what what kept me going was that vision of me standing on the stage and coming out of the closet and telling people, this is what I've done, and I've healed breast cancer again a second time. And if you can, you know, if I can do it, then you can do it. There's a lot more to this conversation, and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. So how did you utilize some of the other essentials? What were, what were some of the steps that for you personally that really stand out as transition points in this in this journey well i learned to be more metabolically flexible as we mentioned 
in another interview, um, I, you know, I, my blood sugar, I was insulin, insulin resistant. So uh-huh. I really had to change my eating habits. It's a big one. Yes. I really did a lot of work in essential number two to detoxify my body. Did a lot of saunas and sweating, hyperthermia, biomat, coffee enemas, skin brushing. I mean, just a lot of physical detoxification, different cleanses. Um, then I made sure that I took the time every day to get into that parasympathetic response to calm my body and my mind down. So I used meditation, the heart math app, um, you know, to monitor my nerve system, uh, journaling. I read a lot of books about healing and Dr. Bernie Siegel and Joe Dispenza. And what about sleep? You know, the circadian cycle is really, we, uh, so many women, because of all their duties, uh, deprive themselves of adequate sleep or get into weird schedules of sleep. Were you able to restore a better rhythm in your life? I, I definitely did that because I had problems with my sleep for decades, you know, just pushing the envelope, burning the candle at both ends. And I just really committed to learning how to sleep better and what it took. And I did, you know, saliva testing and neurotransmitter testing to see how I could help calm my nerve system, um, being out in the sunshine more. I mean, I moved to Florida so I could get more sunshine. Um, you know, just really worked on my, my sleep, my hormones, um, also discovered, you know, we mentioned in another interview about getting a 3D beam scan, right? right? About yes. making sure that there's no cavitations. And sure enough, discovered I had cavitations. And I had on number 14, which is the breast meridian on the left side where the tumor was, um, my biological dentist discovered that I had an empty tooth. It's called root resorption and it's an autoimmune condition she said it's very rare but your immune system attacks your tooth for no apparent reason well it sat on the same meridian as the breast the left breast so you know what came first the chicken or the egg i don't know so took care of that and the cavitations and uh, did a lot of testing did a lot of uh, ivs you know so i really took it to the next level You know, one of the things uh, that I really encourage all women to do is to regularly check your vitamin D level, because many people assume that I'm I'm outside, you know, pretty much and I'm going to be okay. But we've found that if people don't check, first of all, they they don't take any vitamin D, then they they're making an assumption. And so uh, I was wondering if there was ever uh, an issue with vitamin D in this process. I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me to getting some genomic testing, some gene testing, DNA testing, because um, I have a genetic SNP that prevents me from absorbing vitamin D very well. So I have to really supplement with high doses, you know, 10 to 15,000, even here in Florida. When I cut back to 10, I was going down to like 60 and 70. I like to be between 80 and 100. Yeah. And so, you know, really had to bump that up. Um, and, and that was another thing that I learned in my second healing journey is learning to look at my, my genes and my DNA and understand what weaknesses, what genetic SNPs that I had and how to best support them. 
Same thing with vitamin A. I have a problem processing vitamin A. Um, I have a methylation problem, so I don't break down my hormones properly. I have a problem with glutathione production. So, you know, all these things that you need to know so you can best support your body. So this is where knowledge is power. And uh, part of this journey is uh, people taking steps to educate themselves about all aspects that we've talked about today, what you've talked about, what we talked about in our last interview together. Uh, I'm, this is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you feel empowered now? Do you feel like you have a, a, a sense of resilience that you didn't have before simply because you were able to almost kind of like fight your way through this these two bouts of uh, cancer it definitely is empowering uh it definitely gave me that um feeling of you know i i really understood my body a lot more i felt more energized and at the same time i learned to set proper boundaries and i learned to say no to certain things and so i feel that my life is much more balanced in many ways and i can say that you know i've, I've never been happier and healthier since i went through that second healing journey so the second one was 2015 through 2018 so we're looking coming up on four years now no longer actively cancering but I apply essential number seven. I make sure that I get my thermogram every year, my ultrasound, I do my blood work. Um, I check the circulating tumor cells. So, you know, I do all these things to, to stay on top of my health. Okay. Well, I'm just thrilled that you were able to share this with everyone. Uh, it, to me, you're a, a walking example of of taking fear and uh, misery really because What's worse than getting told that you've got cancer, but transforming that into a, not only a lifestyle of better health, but a commitment to help others learn how to do this as well. So uh, to me, I, I, I thank you. And I hope all of our listeners get, get a chance to uh, pick up a copy of your book, Heal Breast Cancer Naturally. So Dr. V, thank you so much for being on real health. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Ron, and thank you for sharing my message of hope with your, your community. I really admire and, and appreciate everything that, uh, that the Reorden Clinic has done and is doing today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.